You ready? Clank. Yeah. Let's do All it. All right. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. And welcome to. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching a movie. Okay. You've this is you've done this so many times. So you've done, was, you, you've never stopped doing intros, and yet for some reason okay. <laughs> we get worse and worse with each episode. In my um, defense, I was gonna say welcome to another edition of Sh- I'm watching a movie, but now I see that when I've the never. Fuck s- have we ever said that? <laughs> I've never said that before. I see that now, and I know that I was wrong. Anyways, welcome. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my my voice sounds better because Alex showed me how to work my microphone better. Yeah, and you're still fiddling with it, but it's fine. Let's no, go. no, I'm fiddling <laughs> with the sides. This doesn't mean anything, okay. Alex. It's better than those okay. days that I would tap my teeth against the mic. <laughs> oh, that was insane. Or you got those long nails and would just oh, wrap your nails man. on the microphone. And I people miss are like, it. is your microphone broken? It's like, <laughs> no, just Vitae has no idea how sound works. I actually anyway. legitimately missed my nails for that quality of my life of like tapping on things anyways you're right alex we gotta get to the movie and our amazing guest we have a fun guest that we actually have never met irl before which means that we're true podcasters because we have someone on who's not a best friend <laughs> but at the end of this she will be uh we got randy newmeyer a wonderful stand-up has a new stand-up album out called bad baby has a podcast called so you're ruining the party? I think I made that up. <laughs> the, the name a little bit. It's so you're in the party again. So you ruined the from, party from again. One, so from it, one podcast with a lot of prepositions in it to another. <laughs> no one's ever gotten our name right yeah, either. No. It was like, having to write, a movie is playing. Is <laughs> Having to write emails to people saying, um, it's an ellipses. It's three, it's three dot, dot, dots between the sh and the I'm. People are really oh, impressed. People are really impressed. They're also they also love when there's you get introduced into something. It's like welcome, and of course, one of the hosts of Shh, there's movies happening. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyways, Randy, hello. Hi, how are you? Oh no, we're introduced. <laughs> Hi. Oh. No, no, you're good. Did we just good. freeze? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as soon you as did, you started talking, you did from the minute we finally let you talk. Um, but you're good. Say hello again. <laughs> Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. Th- uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. And uh, you, you you picked an interest an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, extremely interesting to one of us. Yeah. And the other, I don't think, has watched it since he was an early teen. And Randy, what'd you pick? Notting Hill. Oh, I am <laughs> so thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> a full disclosure this was going to be a show i'm watching a movie movie regardless if randy came on or not i had just told alex that i can't believe you watched twilight before this movie um randy wh- why not and kill i mean like i can assume but please let us know wh- why this movie means something to you um i it reminds me of like a junior high because my friends all had a vhs that they would watch constantly but i was i wasn't allowed to hang out with those ones but um <laughs> <laughs> there's so much more to that story yeah. than I'm intrigued but uh, okay. but uh i actually watched it last week already and i wanted to watch it again but um it's just a really funny movie it is funny it's funny it's romantic it's, I think it might be peak Hugh Grant. I think it just, he's got the right haircut to be like Hugh Grant. And like Four Weddings mm-hmm. uh, and a Funeral, we were like introduced to him. But this is the movie where it's like, this is our boy. 
It's pre before he got caught with a sex worker. He was still dating Elizabeth <laughs> early. <laughs> yes, uh, and he's all fucking charm. Let's let's start it, and then I got so so much to talk about about this movie. Yeah, Alex, how do you feel about this movie? Uh, I watched it many moons ago, as as we've brought up on this podcast before, when I had like a legal satellite and watched everything, right. regardless of if I was interested in it. It was one of those movies, and it really like, um, I've truly forgotten ninety percent of it. Okay. I'm like, who Grant's in it? And then what's her face is famous. Julia right? Roberts? Yeah. What's her yeah. face? This is sacrilegious yeah, yeah. what you're saying <laughs> right now. Yeah. So the plot is um well here's what I love about the plot. The plot is like this like loser guy who lives in Notting Hill, uh, really fumbly, <laughs> just just off a divorce. He meets a movie star and they fall in love, right? Uh, yeah. I had the pleasure of going to London last year. Notting Hill is not just some place you randomly live. It is extremely expensive. I imagine <laughs> the only way you can get in is if you've like inherited wealth. So for him to act like he's so shocked that a movie star would come into his place is obscene. It's an obscene situation. Wait, doesn't he run like a bookstore or something? A travel bookstore. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he can afford to live in Notting Hill on a travel bookstore well, salary. He, he, okay, Alex, buddy. He, he has a roommate. So that explains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder how he lives in Notting Hill and because it's expensive. I have it's, been there. <laughs> it's you've been there too. I, I, yes. It was, I really loved it. it. It was my favorite part of London, but I also like like wealth like i like looking at that <laughs> stuff it's terrible i also hate wealth but i enjoy being around nice houses <laughs> yeah uh like your future is like you're in a car driving slowly through an expensive neighborhood is like that's always like an activity that's like on your horizon nah, nah. i don't need that <laughs> um uh, randy did you go to the the travel bookstore when you were there <laughs> No, I was not a fan when I went. I was 18. I don't think I cared about Hugh Grant, but um, just getting wasted, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I only went to London for like four days, and I was like, what do I really want to do? And I was like, I honestly want to go see that market in Notting Hill. Doesn't exist. Um, but... <laughs> yes. Um, but... <laughs> The thing about Notting Hill, its claim to fame is it, it has, like, the original antique store. Like, it's what made antique stores famous. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, interesting. I thought that Britain just made antiquing famous. I mean, you know, it is very British. I mean, it does feel like like every British person is just about to tell you about an antique. Like, just something with the accent and, like, the years of my grandfather falling asleep in front of Antiques Roadshow. I'm like, every time I hear a British person, like, he's going to tell me about this, like, haunted credenza. <laughs> and... uh, what part are you guys at so I know exactly where I... He just... Someone just sniffed a fish? Yeah. Okay, it, yes. It just said written by Richard Curtis. So Richard Curtis is the man. He did uh, Four Weddings. He yeah. did Notting Kill. Yeah. He did Love Actually. He did About Time. He did... He helped with the story with Mamma Mia 2. Oh, yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> Hence why Mamma Mia 2 is superior to Mamma Mia 1. 
Did you see there was like, okay, so on Instagram, they posted that like for breakfast, they would make them all do shots so that they are really loose. In Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia. For filming it. They were all like wasted Brandy. all the time. Brandy. <laughs> Imelda Staunton. I think her name is Imelda Staunton. I can't remember. The woman that plays her, it's like Christine Bransky, Meryl Streep, and then the third girl. That's mm-hmm. the thing. She mm. wrote, I am retired from movies. Unless we make another Mamma Mia. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> and apparently, like, they would shut, because a lot of it is filmed in London and, like, sound stages. And apparently, they'd shut down the bar, like, every night. Like, Meryl Streep had the time of her life. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't do that. Like, yeah, like, man. You know, three drinks now, and the next day, I'm like, I I'm dead. <laughs> like I, I can drink a lot, but anytime I'm like filming anything, it's such an exhausting, like being on set is such an exhausting experience. You know and I'm I, just like, I, I think it just might be if the atmosphere is right, your your energy will match. So if everyone's loose, everyone's in a good mood. I don't know. I think I want to be. Alison Trevita, are you telling me that the series of mostly non-union commercials I film <laughs> you gotta don't, get on. Uh, don't cut it? Okay, okay, guys. So we're right now in the movie, we are watching him walk into his travel bookstore, which is really mm-hmm. disappointing because now it is a full Notting Hill the movie like memorabilia store mixed with like London uh, tourism garbage gifts. Mm. And they've blocked out the beautiful windows with big posters of Notting Hill. And it's just such a weird, like, doesn't match the area. And, like, I guess I understand that if you, like, had a business, all you would be getting all day were people going in and being like, I want to look at this bookstore. But it's also, like, why not just keep it a bookstore with, like, a Notting Hill section? Maybe they... my my thought is it's it's probably more lucrative as a Notting Hill event space than a bookstore. Like bookstores, again, as we said, Notting Hill, expensive place to be. Bookstores mm-hmm. aren't known for their current flush cat. Like books, independent I bookstores know. aren't known to be flush <laughs> with cash. Like no one's like like no one looks at a bookstore and is like, my God, <laughs> they my figured God. it out. They're printing money at a well, bookstore in twenty twenty. I mean, Jeff Bezos did. He looked at a bookstore and he thought. I'll change this. <laughs> I want to ruin this. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he turned into a full reptile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't talk ill about him. Apparently, I love wealth. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Given the given the chance, you'd slide in on. Uh, I mean, he uh, is single. Uh, <laughs> Ew, his bald head. <laughs> like he's such a monster. <laughs> He's such a bad person. He has so much money. Everyone who works for Amazon could live, like, literally make, like, 300 grand a year. And he'd still be making something like 600 million. Yeah. But he's like, nah, I'm going to make a, a house in California the size of Versailles. Suck my dick. <laughs> I'm I, so bald. Suck my dick. <laughs> I, I have so much money in the world. And the one thing I can't fix is my bald fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why just... doesn't he have a lace front wig you know <laughs> a stunning lace front i mean once i'm trying to remember it was such this such a random piece of celebrity gossip like rob Lowe was did like an interview for some magazine and it came out being like i don't trust the brits because 
Prince William never got um, hair transplant surgery, and that's dumb. <laughs> it's like, and it's like yeah prince william could have i guess gotten that taken care of or at the very least shave his head i don't like this halfway life he's living but also you know what live your life Get, going bald must suck if you don't want it or if you like figure out you have a weird head <laughs> yeah like jeff bezos that's okay he's just morphing into the human form of what he like his insides need to match his outsides he doesn't deserve a normal head I guess like him and Henry Kissinger have the same problem then of just like Henry Kissinger's just looks like he's melting to reflect his hatred of humanity. You know, I have not seen the only knowledge of Henry Kissinger's um, appearance, appearance is that episode of The Simpsons. Simpsons <laughs> yes, is like, I figured you're going to say that. And he loses his glasses in the toilet. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay. Here we are. So here's yeah. what I love about Not- Notting Hill, but also think like maybe what people would hate if they don't like the genre is like nothing has really happened yet. It's been just um, foppish charm from Hugh Grant and them like having a fun joking back and forth with this guy who's trying to steal books. Oh, am I ahead of you? That's okay. Bet- oh, there's a beret. J- Julia, Rodder- Julia Roberts-, <laughs> Roberts is currently just paying for something with yes Hugh this is where i am it yeah, is a nice same it's a nice beret <laughs> listen it, her outfits are so 2020 it's outrageous yes it came back around it came back around we did it this is the movie that we are now copying and his hair is stunning <laughs> like it's it so is stunning thick. it's oh he's just I said this literally last week when I was watching The Undoing and I was like, just I really, to no one, to nobody, <laughs> just to muttering to myself. <laughs> I wish Hugh Grant made at least 30 romantic comedies in his prime. Like he didn't because all I needed this, these past, what, like eight months that we've been in quarantine is a Hugh Grant movie that I haven't seen already, but has the quality of a Notting Hill, a Bridget Jones, a Love Actually. <laughs> That's true. Well, he he actually took like a break. I read this article recently where he took a break because he was like, he felt like we as a society were sick of him. <laughs> I mean, he is actually the, f- have you read many interviews of his? Because he is unstoppably funny in interviews. No, I haven't. Well, he, okay. he does seem genuinely funny. I think he is, he's like outrageously charming which is really interesting how they use it in the undoing because it's kind of like he's all charm the first like three episodes and then he's like a narcissist Mm -hmm. and blah 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 but um in interviews for the undoing he okay hold on i have to get the quote right because it's (laughs) he's so i took a screenshot of it because i was like this man is on fire um but he yeah i guess he has a self-loathing for himself for sure. Yeah, yeah, this is it. So he said, uh, I watched the series. This is Hugh Grant in an interview about The Undoing. I watched the series mm-hmm. the other day. I thought it was about a dark secret in a privileged family. It turns out it's just about a fat man married to Nicole Kidman. I've never seen <laughs> such weight on an actor. You can barely get me in the widescreen. What? <laughs> <laughs> like he's a psychopath. <laughs> He wasn't really even. Funny. He wasn't. 
I just like that he takes us. He, he's on some sort of press junket and then uses the time to just make fun of himself <laughs> is so funny. He's the fact it's not even what he's saying because it's kind of like fat phobic and brutal what he's saying. But um, the fact that he said, I've never seen such weight on an actor is such a funny way of saying I look fat in something. <laughs> <laughs> he is so not fat. He's really mean to himself. And like, I'm sure he does just fine. Like no one, it was probably, he was probably dating like crazy and he had a nice career, but like, he doesn't know, like he's just the most charming, handsome man I ever seen with my eyes. Like, I don't know <laughs> what am I, what am I, I supposed I do, to do. <laughs> I do like that. If like Hugh Grant wasn't a celebrity, all this turns to me is that he's just, would be in as much therapy as I am. Like if Hugh Grant wasn't a oh, celebrity, yeah. he'd be as depressed. Like he's like the thing that like keeps him going is he's like, I have, I am in lots of movies. People love me. Oh, but he hates his movies. He also said in that same interview that I read, um, that he, he thought that he would never work with Nicole Kidman. And even though everyone's like, Oh, it's a Paddington reunion between him and, and Nicole, they weren't oh, in the same God. Paddington movie. Um, and he's like, oh, I would never work with Nicole Kidman because um, she's on this trajectory of doing good movies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love him. He's the most lovable human being that I've ever. And he's for sure some of that, like, I think movie star or not, I think this would have been his personality. But this in Notting Hill? No, no. In the. Uh... He is way too kind in Notting Hill. He oh, is yeah. a cutthroat bitch in real life. <laughs> like, Julia Roberts' character is so mean to him sometimes, and then he's just like, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he probably goes home and looks in the mirror and is like, it's because you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Roberts was right. <laughs> That is Hugh Grant's thing in this movie. No, no, Hugh Grant in this movie, I believe, is Richard Curtis or like a version of Richard Curtis thinks he is because the character in About Time is exactly like this. The character in Four Weddings and a Funeral is exactly like this. And he seems to have uh, so much information on this type of character. Mm -hmm. But Hugh Grant adds an edge to it, which is why he's the best at it. Whereas someone else would be so saccharine and like, ugh, no, th no, thank you. But guys, stop me anytime. This is a pure, like, I'm loving Hugh Grant over here. I'm sure he's a bad person. Maybe. I could see you sticking through a loveless marriage with Hugh Grant. Oh my God, I, I, see I texted that to my friend the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, you know, see, the thing about his charm is I would be in a loveless or shitty marriage with him and would be sitting there going like, yeah, but he's too charming. I could never leave him. Like, he'll have to abandon me before anything changes. <laughs> Anyways, do you guys think he'll listen to this podcast and come over? Just tag him a bunch. I don't think he's on any social media. Do you? Cause I was talking with someone about this yesterday. Do you think that like... There's so many celebrities that like massive celebrities that aren't social media, but there's so much social media in the world that do you think that they have like fake accounts? Like, oh my god, Alex, is like Alex, have you never heard of the term Finsta? Yeah, Finsta. Yeah, I know, yeah. Or, that's what that is. That's literally for celebrities. Or oh. a trap. I heard Lana Del Rey today call it a trap account. Trap account. 
But that's Drop for it. like spying on your frenemies and your exes. Yeah, oh. a finsta. Like it was leaked on that celebrity thing I love, Demois. I yes, I follow them. Oh my god, Randy, I got blocked by Demois because I did an Instagram what? story saying that it was bad for society. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking pissed about it. <laughs> and then now you have a fake account just to read their Insta? Or? No, no, I follow them on Facebook and Reddit, so I piece it together. And my friends will text me who follow the account being like, FYI, they did a whole day on Timothy Chalamet. And I'll be like, gimme, 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 show me everything. <laughs> That is <laughs> that is the most Alessandra Vite story I've ever heard of you loving something that you know you shouldn't and then getting hurt by saying it. <laughs> and you know what the worst part was? Saying, I said it was bad for society. And I had at least, I'd say like at least 15 people message me on Instagram and be like, what's de moi? And now they all follow it. So like I didn't do any, I didn't help my cause. <laughs> well, it made her more I, powerful. I feel like Domoi will put like Us Weekly out of business. Like, oh, well, here's the thing about Domoi that I don't like. But Us Weekly's always been like this too, and in touch, all of those like types of magazines is like it's a lot of like, yeah, I heard that this celebrity fucks weird, and then a bunch of people be like, yeah, I agree, and it's like this like extreme lack of privacy it's a lot of like paparazzi shots just by regular people mm-hmm. and it, i just think that that's such a like it's so dangerous to me it seems like such a, a breach of privacy in a way that is like it's it, i don't know i don't know us weekly you assume it's fake but de moi i don't think people assume people are like oh no 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 it is a lot of like mixed uh, messages because like they'll be like, "Oh, Nicole Kidman is a great person," then another person will write in and be like, "She's a bitch," blah blah, blah. and then you're like, "I don't know what to there's, believe." There's also so many stuff that it's like obviously planted by publicists. Like mm-hmm. I know for a fact that all the Kardashians have like a sixth assistant whose job it is to go on Demois because they all say the same things. Kim is the most professional person I've ever worked with. She was so professional. Kris Jenner is so good at her job. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that people, that this isn't a part of, like that, that celebrities aren't using this to their advantage, especially that type of celebrity. And that, that creates a whole other annoying, like weird problem. Mm-hmm. But at the same oh. time... <laughs> I do like the fun things, like how Leonardo is called like headphones, dino bones. Yeah, because he bought he bought dinosaur bones at an auction, and he fucks while wearing headphones. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And then Anne Hathaway cries like they she cries always write in being like, "I uh, saw Anne Hathaway crying." <laughs> I, I just it. like the weird stuff. I don't really care if like a celebrity's mean or nice because like um everyone has their off days. So Yeah, and also you're everyone's mean and everyone's nice. Like no one is one Yeah. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, the weird shit is great. Like and also people like a Leonardo DiCaprio. Fucking lay into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've talked on the show about how, like, we think Leo would be the worst hang. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, so if Leo's over at your place, he'd, he'd want to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio and nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the, or doesn't talk at all, is my theory. Yeah, I, I believe that theory. I believe he would just be with his headphones on. Yeah. Very <laughs> internal. Because, yeah, because he dates young women, right? And it's like, yeah. he dates models who are all under 25 and he's like in his late 40s and it's like clearly he's not into conversation there i said <laughs> but also he's not really into fucking because he fucks with headphones on doggy style alex do you know what the yeah yeah <laughs> Wait, I think, then we talked about like what is he listening to and then my guess was our podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope so <laughs> Anyways, back to the movie. Um, uh, while you guys were talking, there was a joke I'd fully forgotten where he's like, this yogurt's gone bad. It's because it's mayonnaise and he just keeps eating it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's good. I like that. that oh, funny. no. Reese Ifens or Ifens, I don't know how to say his name. Mm-hmm. One of the great characters. He's so yeah. fucked for the sake of being fucked. Like, there's nothing normal <laughs> about him or relatable. And it doesn't make any sense that Hugh Grant lives with him. <laughs> there's no way that man contributes to the rent you know it was like an early draft of the script and like man this is pretty dour and he's like i got a solution and he just like creates this like roommate out of nothing he's like <laughs> he's just weird man like what's his character wrong it's like if they turned the union jack into a human being it was recent <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how he's welsh because Okay, I don't want to be mean to Welsh people, but okay. I would... Well, you're about to be real mean to Welsh people. <laughs> so, you know, they've gone through a lot. I learned on the crown. Anyways, continue. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Wales, and I didn't see an attractive person anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, even the babies were ugly. I was like, why is everyone so ugly? <laughs> you came in with, like, I thought you were going to be like... I don't mean not to be mean to Welsh people, but like, you know, and like a stereotypical thing, but you like invented new hatred that for Welsh people. Fucking funny, man. That is some good work you did. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we can neither confirm nor deny because because Catherine Zeta Jones is Welsh. That's true. That's true. She's very beautiful. She, now, do I think she's she, also she, of Spanish descent? I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It helped. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of really famous actors, like Peter O'Toole is Welsh, and he was beautiful at a point, I believe. I think it's Prince of Arabia. What's that movie called? Yeah. Called that, Lawrence right? of Arabia? Of Arabia? Or Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Prince of Persia, anyway. <laughs> yeah, Prince of Persia. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal in Prince of Persia. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Peter O'Toole is also doing brownface in that movie, but I haven't seen it. Or is he supposed to be from Britain? Persia's well, a, Persia's a pretty large. Lauren. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> he's he's British. he's from Brit. He's from Britain. Like it's supposed to be like World War One. Like he's a British soldier who joins oh, okay. the Arabian. Fun fact uh, about Lawrence forces. of Arabia: they also the same desert that they shot in. They shot Sex in the City Part Two, and oh my god, yeah, no. it's, really it's a big <laughs> desert. Big desert, baby. <laughs> that... That's that's like you being like they not only shot. Uh, you, you know where they, you know where they shot Taxi Driver. They also shot Sex in the City One. There, it's called New York City. <laughs> where does he live in Taxi Driver? Is, she, is he in Brooklyn or is he on like the Lower East Side? I think it's Lower East Side. Yeah, because it's like the '70s where like Lower East Side meant something. It wasn't just 
nice a bars. fun place to yeah i was gonna say a fun place to drink <laughs> like the the only the only fun place to drink in manhattan now <laughs> but... it's really fun and also i like the tenement tours i enjoy okay oh, yeah. um there's something so insane i find about this particular scene okay him and this journalist with the red hair yeah, is yeah. hugh grant's mm-hmm. hair was such a sensation right that it became a trend and this man is currently having a hugh grant haircut and he's yeah. in the room <laughs> with the original with haircut and it just really fucking blew my mind when i was watching it yeah. and i have a at, question i mean so yeah I, I know i've watched this movie long ago and I've forgotten most of it and honestly as I'm watching it I don't think I've ever watched it I think I just thought I did um, I hope your subtitles are on because it's a very funny movie I, yeah, I, got, oh, I got my subtitles on I should do um, that yeah, it makes oh it yeah girl put your subtitles on we normally tell the <laughs> guests that and fully we forgot, forgot to tell you yeah um, it makes it easier uh, but uh, uh, is the is a portion of this movie he gets dumped or, or they break up or something and then sees her face everywhere because she's famous it, okay so there's a really nice um i would say one of the better montages in a romantic comedy where they break up and it's like mm. one long shot of him walking through the market and just yeah, feeling and sad and it goes through all four seasons to like say the passing of time and uh. it's really good and and yeah he sees her face and he's reminded and it's a whole thing. Anyways, this is actually one of the funniest scenes of the movie where he yes. just pretends that he's from Horse and Hound. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying, I'm so sorry, I was here to see her per- uh, personally. But she also, like, fucked him over good. But I guess this is the time before cell phones. Yeah. This guy, the guy um, who's his interviewer friend is in, like, this... Uh, have you ever seen the British show Green Wing? No. No. It's like one of the funniest shows. It's like, it's a actual like plot driven show, but it's based on sketch comedy. So every scene oh. is like really ridiculous. Oh, I have to see this now. I feel like that's what like um, Stella and like Wet Hot American Summer is like kind of, right? Yeah. Like, have you, have you heard of Slap the Pony? No. No. Oh, well, it's like a, a British sketch group. Who created, like, the creator of Slap the Pony made Green Wing. It's really oh, If you were making up a British TV show, a British <laughs> sketch group, if you, and you just said, the, like, if you were making one up, you couldn't beat Slap the Pony no, as Slap a name. Slap the Pony like, is perfect. It's like, it, it's like I, I know what their comedy is already, and it's... I'm, um, like, I, you know. I'm excited. I feel like you've, you may yeah. have changed my life a little bit for the next, like, month. <laughs> Greenleaf, it's called? Green Wing. Green Wing. What's Greenleaf? Oh, Dickie Green. That's from Talented Mr. Really? <laughs> um, so, Alex, if you don't remember, if you weren't paying attention. So, she they meet at the bookstore. Uh, yeah. she this isn't exactly a complicated plot, Vita. I've got I know, together. but she doesn't give him his phone number. And then he, like, tracks her down. Or she calls him. and She calls him, and the roommate didn't give the Yeah, number. he fucked up. And then she's like, well, And he has the line me. of, like, I'm... I promise you I've never played anything cool in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the best. <laughs> do you think, because, like, this, this is the guy who wrote, like, Four Weddings and a Funeral, right? Yeah, and Richard so, Curtis, yeah. Do you think, like, he came with this idea because he was, like, lusting over a particular, like, actress or something? Because, like, he would have gone from, like, schlubby writer to, like, like at least invited to parties in, yeah, in I, I, I the five-year span, you know? Yeah, that could be a thing. I also think like nine times out of 10, when I really 
think the plot of something is like really original or whatever. It's always just mm. that they brainstorm that thing like, what if? And so the premise of the movie is like, what if a normal guy dated a movie star? So maybe there's that too. <laughs> maybe it's less organic. <laughs> Do men have fantasies like this? I know that women for sure do, but like, do cis straight men have a fantasy? I've never had fantasies. I never dream. Unless it is sports, I do not dream. I have two, as a straight man, I have two fantasies. Either winning the Super Bowl or my dad telling me he loves me. Yeah, of course you dream about this shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Can I back this up? (laughs) By why I said that? Because it yeah. seems to me that most men are threatened by women with powerful jobs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're talking to the wrong dude for okay, that. Like, okay. I'm like, hell yeah, like, have a powerful job and I don't have to work. Like, what a great idea. Like, I love it. Okay. I'll, I'll buy it from you. I mean, my opinions, I don't speak for the entire cisgendered man community. <laughs> I do I mean, wonder... So what men are fantasizing about because like when I, when I have a fantasy it's like um, I'm at a dinner party or like he takes yeah. me shopping <laughs> we go shopping <laughs> I know joke what like was... I've like I, I fantasize regularly about being able to jump from a really high height and not hurt myself oh my god it's like a general person. like a general like like I look at a high thing I'm like oh I'll be really cool if I could jump from that of course you fucking do um well you Does know that what i think your question? That's, yeah 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 that's perfect that's a, write it down no but about fantasies like i think that's why when i watch a romantic comedy that i really respond to sometimes it, it, you, it, i like it because i was like whoa they have the same fantasy that i have and they're just writing it out and they're not at all embarrassed to write that either like fleabag season two i was like Oh no, they did it. They figured me out. <laughs> Wait, you wanted to fuck a priest? No, no, or you no. Wanted to I fuck, just want to uh, fuck uh, What's his face? Scott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote down the fantasy. I can't wait to fuck Andrew Scott. It's, it's it's more of like it's less about the fact that he's a priest and more about the fact that um, his personality. Mm. Like she just wrote a a, a very very attractive man because she goes there, baby. <laughs> I just watched the Neil episode. Neil. <laughs> Forget it. That one's a lot. It's too much. <laughs> oh no. I'm trying to yeah. think. I think I think my favorite romantic part from, from Fleabag season two is when they're having G and T's and he gets scared from a fox. Yes, and then, that's so and cute. Then he's like, what the fox want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, anyways, here's the deal. You know what's weird about Hugh Grant? I say this often about people that I find attractive, so no ill will. I've said this about Gwyneth Paltrow. I've said this about, I I can't remember, like a lot of people. He's like, not good looking, but also good looking? Uh, Like, does that make sense? (laughs) It's his teeth. For me, I sometimes look at him and I think, like, is this what white supremacy is? That we consider him attractive? 
Just the most mediocre looking guy. And you're like, ah. Well, it's for sure his personality. And like, it is like. But like, if you were to just see, know, see an image of him and never know his personality, like, would we think handsome? And listen, no ill will. I, I said this exact same thing about Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> like, if Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't really fit looking and didn't have like blonde, long hair. No, am I wrong? I've lost both of you. (laughs) She actually, if I think of her in The Talent of Mr. Ripley, she was gorgeous. Yeah, and in Shakespeare in Love. Don't listen to me. (laughs) You're just trying to start shit. I just really want to fight Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) I do too, because like she has an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love, and I'm like, that wasn't Oscar worthy. The, you know the story of Shakespeare in Love. That's like Harvey Weinstein's like, oh, wait, sorry, just to pause for a second. Baby Misha Barton. But back to the Shakespeare in Love, that's the whole thing. This is when Harvey Weinstein, like, wielded his power the most. Was yeah, he, isn't like, this a Harvey Weinstein movie? Yeah, Shakespeare in Love is. No, oh. it wasn't Notting Hill? Isn't no. he related to this in some way? No, no, no. this is working title. Okay, that's different. It is a different thing. But, yeah, so, like, he threatened people. It was a whole, like... And so when Shakespeare in Love won over Saving Private Ryan, everyone was like, huh? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, because Harvey Weinstein like threatened to break my legs. (laughs) Now, that being said, I don't know. I love Shakespeare in Love. That's going to be on the podcast next. Sorry, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I just rewatched it and I was like. Like, it's it's kind of revolutionary for its time because it's, like, taking something and, like, it has all these references to other things <clears throat> in it that you're like, oh. oh, that thing and that thing. It's great. It's a Tom Stoppard script. Like, and it's, like, if you study Shakespeare, if you like theater, because oh, yeah. I went to theater school, it's all, like, inside jokes about yeah. Shakespeare. And it's, like... Alex, get ready. It's funny. <laughs> I've seen Shakespeare in Love. No, and it, no, no. And it, it, it does feel a little bit like like if you've read a lot of Marvel comics and watched like Avengers Endgame or like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and like, that's from this thing. That's from this thing. Yeah. It doesn't make it a better movie. Yeah, it does. It's just like... <laughs> If you if you like know like that it's like some C character from Othello is like walking around. Fucking doesn't make great. it any better. Fucking great. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck is very good in Shakespeare Love. Oh my God. Why is he there? Why is he there? Everyone's British except for him and Gwyneth Paltrow. It makes no sense. It never, but you know, okay. I guess I should say this for the pod, but I'll just say it now. The whole rumor, but I don't know if it's true, is like internet research, is that Winona Ryder was offered the part of Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow was best friends with Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder was dating Matt Damon. Gwyneth Paltrow was dating Ben Affleck. They apparently hung out all the time, blah, blah, blah. And she saw the script in Winona Ryder's house and then called her agent and was like, get me that part. So she stole it from Winona Ryder. What? And they're not friends anymore. (gasps) That makes sense. Hawkeye. I was was looking up other Tom, Tom Stoppard things and i forgot that he did rosencrantz and gilda stern are dead so he's like also treading old ground for tom stopper <laughs> yeah i love him <laughs> he's 
He's all about like he's kind of like Woody <laughs> Allen in Midnight in Paris. Shakespeare in Love yeah. <laughs> is, has same DNA as Midnight in Paris. Oh man, look, it's the guy from Downton Abbey. Oh yeah. So this is a delight. This whole thing when they don't believe that it's actually Julia Roberts and they just say "fuck off" to her face. <laughs> <laughs> I do love his sister. Like, I never oh, see yeah. her in anything else besides four weddings and a funeral. And she's great. I have to what assume is... she's like a British person, like a British comedy person. Mm-hmm. What is Julia Roberts' thing with wanting to, like, play not Julia Roberts in movies? Because she does this in Ocean's 12 as well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What a very specific kink that is really hard to get off to, and you have to work really hard. You know what I find so weird about Julia Roberts' choice as an actor? So listen, I think she's great. I got nothing bad to say about her. But she does this thing that actually, like, Kristen Wiig does too and Bill Hader, where they Mm -hmm. really underplay. In Notting Hill, she's super understated and closer. She's really under energy. But we know that she has a my best friend's wedding level of passion inside of her and it's just yeah, a yeah. shame that she that i think she thinks that like this is good acting or something because kristen wig does that i feel and i feel like bill Hader does yeah. it actually in the skeleton twins movie that they're both in the and, skeleton twins movie i was so excited to watch and then watched it and was like it was like ambient it was so fucking yeah. exhaust i didn't hate it like i didn't hate it it was just it was so different than what i thought i was getting mm-hmm. Well, there's that one scene where they sing together, like they yeah, have their yeah. mouth, and it's like, oh, there's the. But anyway, there's what we just... thought we were getting. I, I, and it's not a critique of Julia Roberts; it's just like an interesting choice because I also think like her playing it kind of like sweet and talking like this is just like I don't know, hot girl behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Randy knows. Randy knows. You gotta live up here. (laughs) If you were a loser in high school, then later in your 20s, then you were like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you were a loser, let me see if I follow what you just said. (laughs) You were a loser in high school, and you're like, I don't want to be a loser anymore, so I'm now going to play very understated in my 20s? Yes. Okay, I get it. You can't hurt me if I give you nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I am just looks. I am a face. <laughs> Here's the deal. Let's get fucking serious right now because this is the goddamn best part of the movie. Yes, this is my favorite part too. Whoops yeah, a daisy. Not, we are not fucking around. This is a mixture of good chemistry, uh, the beauty of Notting Hill. And so when I went to Notting Hill... So, okay, Notting Hill is, like, huge city blocks, and they all have shared parks. Like, all the houses have a shared backyard of a huge park, and you're going to see it. Uh, They break into it, and it's open only one day a week. It's open on Sundays, but six days out of the seven days, it's locked, and and you you have the privilege of living in Notting Hill. You get this park as your backyard. Uh, and so I went with my friend and I thought that there would be a way to climb in a la Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you. There's no little foothold that he gets to right there, first of all. And second of all, there is security. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure they are so sick of kicking out Notting Hill fountains at <laughs> these like, fucking oh, parks. Oh, come on. Like a bunch of girls just going in and sitting on the bench and crying their eyes out. What's so wrong about that? Imagine that was your backyard. Imagine that your backyard just every day there's different white women crying. You're like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we all look so I'm scared. throwing a barbecue. Get out of my backyard. Just sobbing. Being like, I am here. <laughs> Another thing. Whoa. They kiss. Neither of them are like, like Julie Roberts is using lips. Hugh Grant kind of just received that, I would say. Yeah. But he probably has never had to do much because by the time girls are in bed with him, they're ready. <laughs> they, <laughs> and he's oh, like, I'm so fat. Why, why would you do this to <laughs> yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Randy, our favorite part. So we started this when we watched You've Got Mail because this was a sincere question of like, how does Tom Hanks fuck, you know? Like, yeah. it's a true mystery. And I guess in this, we will now ask, how, how does a Julia Roberts fuck? How does a Hugh Grant fuck? Opinion. Actually, yeah, I, I, want, I want your answer to all three. How does Tom Hanks fuck, Julia Roberts fuck, and Hugh Grant fuck? Yes, yes. Start, start where you feel most comfortable. Also, we probably should have warned you the type of podcast this was. Oh, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I, like- I feel like you chose Notting Hill. We didn't have that much warning to yeah, put yeah, on yeah. This. Anyways, Randy, <laughs> continue. I, ha- I never really thought about how Julia Roberts fucks. I'm assuming she's vanilla. Um, oh yes yeah. agree definitely 100 yeah i think she starfishes <laughs> that's not vanilla <laughs> have you ever had someone starfish yes is starfish mean that you lay on your stomach and like don't move on your back and don't move and just kind of starfish oh on your back why did i think it was on your stomach but okay Maybe so could be, uh... but sometimes this uh, this doesn't happen to me but my friend said that <laughs> If, if uh, oh yeah, this is a friend story. Continue, right? Yeah, 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 your friend. Yeah, your, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. your close personal friend. Actually, this is when we were younger, so I don't know if she does this anymore. But she said that if she wasn't in the mood, but her boyfriend was, she would just lay there and let him go at it. <laughs> wait, wait, like he would enter her? Yeah, she would just like be laying there, like looking at her phone or something, and he would be fucking Hot. her. I, I I've not I'm done this. <laughs> okay, because I was gonna say something that I this is not the marks of a good relationship, but I have been in a relationship and relationships where all, it's always like morning sex and like I won't really feel like I want to have sex and I'll mm-hmm. be like I'll let you jerk off and like grab at me and then they're like yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I know if that's worse. Why I, all of this is happening? I think that's worse. That's. <laughs> yeah, feels a par anyways so okay so julia roberts vanilla <clears throat> hugh grant um i don't know these these guys who seem so innocent they're perverts oh yeah <laughs> sorry always I hate to break it to you hugh grant does not seem innocent and the best part of the undoing <laughs> the television show the undoing is when Nicole Kidman is yelling at him, saying, like, why did you do this to our family, blah, blah, blah. And the look on Hugh Grant's face is like, that man has been yelled at like this before. (laughs) (laughs) And often. Because it is this look of, like, guilt, but also just, like, get me out of this room. I don't know how to leave this room. (laughs) If I had to guess how Hugh Grant fucks, it is can't get hard because he just switched medications. (laughs) 
my realistic thing of how Hugh Grant uh, has sexual intercourse is I think he would think he's given you a hell of a time. And the, the uh, what do you call it? What's it called? Oh, my God. Foreplay, I guess, uh, would be great. But then the actual, like, penetration time would be okay. Mm. And yeah. that's my thoughts on that. Do you that. think, like, like a stiff bod? You know those guys who, like, don't work <laughs> out so they can hardly, like, move their body? I understand. Like, they don't have, like, flexibility in their torso-hips yes. region. Yes. And it's yes, just, like... Yes, me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, you, you know how, like, you're supposed to, like, kind of, like, to, to, to do yeah, the best you, you sex. perform the worm on top of a human body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this all makes sense. I'm learning I a mean, lot, learning a lot. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I just do that, the like, worm. I, the reason why I say like foreplay would be great because I think Hugh Grant can talk dirty. That's my feeling on the matter. Oh, is yeah. that he says disgusting things that are great. But then like, like maybe... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's not only like this. It's just I up my dosage after, you know, I saw myself in a movie. No, that's it'd be very Bridget Jones, because he's all like you you saucy minks and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He called me a saucy minx. <laughs> he's so sexy in Bridget Jones though. That's perfect, Hugh Grant. But it's so he's so mean. He's so great. I would leave Colin Firth for him every time. No way. <laughs> no way. Every time. Love actually for me. What a feast. What a feast for the eyes. <laughs> of all these mushy mid-sectioned men. <laughs> that you like them frail me. or you like them mushy? Oh, they just get me. And I say this, it sounds like I'm critiquing and judging their bodies. I mean this sincerely. It's very attractive to me. <laughs> I love British men. Um, and now for the trifecta. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of, oh. uh, uh, Tom Hanks. How do you think he gets down? I love He's a Tom tough Hanks. One. Everyone's, everyone's got a different answer it's for hard. Tom Hanks. It's talking. hard because he is like a father, if you will. So mm-hmm. it is disgusting that we're asking you this. You know, I really hope, like, I really want to marry Chet Hanks. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I thought was going to come out of this. Randy, Randy, hold on. I got to find this for you. I'm going to text it to you. I have someone screenshotted on Dumois Chet Hanks's Tinder profile. But continue. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um. I can't. I don't know what. Well, Tom Hanks has been married forever, so he must be really good at, like, going down town. Interesting. Marriage and, marriage and going down have to go hand in hand. Interesting. <laughs> I think so. I like your specific marriage because I think most women's marriages maybe not. Um, mm. I find that I gotta find this Tinder profile. I mean, hmm. What did we say about Tom Hanks? I'm trying to recall. I mean, I feel like we change it every time, but everyone has a different answer. It's always very interesting. I like that you say that he's good at mouth stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly mouth point out stuff. Just mouth business. Here just we go, mouth Chester. Business. Here we go, baby. I'm sending this to you right now. Also, I want to point out the. I'm going to say young Alec Baldwin, but this is, I assume, mid-career Alec Baldwin. This is like Alec Baldwin has. Um, he's. He he finished the edge, with 
Anthony Hopkins, and that was supposed to be a much bigger deal than it was. So it's uh, like he's still a movie star, but like that's a pretty big blow because this is in the days when like opening <laughs> weekend was a big deal. Yeah. Did you just get to that Chet Hanks? Yeah. Yeah. You played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain. Chet Hanks, if he wasn't an actual lunatic, he's very good looking. There, I said he it. He is good looking. I know, he is. Uh, he's just, it's just so insane to me that someone so white does Rastafarian chat. It's so, no, here, so here's, upsetting. Here's what Chet Hanks reminds me of. When I was in high school, I worked at this batting cage and uh, there was a guy there who I met who like I later found out cooked um, meth and he hired me and paid me a cut to go to different shoppers drug marts and buy cheap Sudafed because they had him on a list and he wasn't allowed to do it Mm -hmm. and that's who Chuck Hake reminds me of like he reminds me of that guy there's a white guy who like really played fast and loose with racial stereotypes and had like a lot of tattoos, but clearly came from some kind of money. Alex, is, you're fucking blowing my mind that you helped someone make meth. It was really good money. Alex, of course cash. it's good money. It's made of blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, meth is made of mostly uh, Sudafed? Cough syrup, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's a wild story. But we did. Oh, you want to get a weirder one? Yeah, is like I told that story to Connor and Callum. And at the time we were making, this is years ago, those videos like Modern Capitalism where it was like fake uh, mockumentaries about like people with weird jobs. Mm-hmm. We did like one where like a guy who like steals Christmas trees at the front lawns and like resells them and blah, blah. And we filmed a whole sketch about uh, basically about like me and this drug dealer and Callum played the drug dealer and Connor played like the version of me. And, and like the drug dealer getting mad at the the kid for letting a camera crew follow them around being like this is so illegal and we filmed it edited it we're about to release it but at the same time it was happening Callum was going for his permanent residency and the lawyer told him do not release this like a lawyer was like under no circumstance release a mockumentary where you're a meth dealing drug dealer who goes to a bunch of shoppers drug marts and like Jess uh, his, his, his wife now the time just girlfriend was like I will personally kill you if we release it and then we lost it we i have no idea where it is oh, i was gonna say release it now he's a met he's a resident well because we were like oh we should just release it and then like weird. i found a zip file that's corrupted with all the stuff on it weird from like, like three computers ago maybe jess <laughs> corrupted no no the, his lawyer took it that's weird but now i want to watch it Haven't seen it podcast. Alenka hasn't seen many movies. Will likes to make drinks. Well, that's good. Me and Alex have seen a lot of movies, and we also like to drink a lot. Put them together, and you get the Haven't Seen It podcast. Each week, a special guest walks our host through a famous or iconic movie that Alenka has not seen, and Will whips up a special themed drink to go along with the episode. Oh. Very fun. Okay, finally, a movie podcast for non-movie people. Rediscover your favorite movies through the ears of someone who knows nothing about it. This show is a part of the Brain Freeze Podcast Network. Check out this and other great shows wherever you get your podcasts or at brainfreezepodcasts.com. Uh, this is the part you were talking about, Alex. Um, this is oh, him yeah. Where is... Go, she... Imagine if that happened to you, though. Like, 
But I think if you were to date a celebrity, it would feel like that. Like, it would feel very, um, like, it could be taken away at any moment. So, like, that happening to him would probably have happened. But the, my question is, like, <clears throat> she's dating that guy enough that he knows where she is and that he gets into her hotel. He didn't just guess that. She must have told Alec Baldwin to come. So, like, what's her... What's her deal? Right. Yeah. And she needed to tell him. She's just mean. <laughs> like Notting Hill too is like the. She's the Notting, Notting Hill too. She's a cheater. Notting yeah, Hill Notting Hill too is is like him very publicly like breaking up with 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 this and like her using the media to slander him. Hold on. What? Are we Did you say like Notting Hill, Hill too? too? No, no, wait. I'm, hold just, on. I'm making it up as I go. It sounds like we're gonna make. That's a really good idea, Alex. Hold on. So <laughs> add, it, been add it to the drive next to my my my, uh, uh, my best friend's wedding sequel. My best friend's yeah. divorce. Um, yeah. Okay, so in Notting Hill two, how long do you think they are? I I'd say they were married for a while. I'm gonna give them like 15 years. I'm gonna say they made it to like the 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's it, it, you, you know it's the divorce and her slandering her now ex husband is related to like her getting her career back in shape. Of like she's fallen out of favor. She's fallen Probably. out of favor. She's not as popular. Let's say she's not. Julie Roberts is such a like an, an, an um a once in a lifetime enigma. enigma yeah, yeah like a once in a lifetime type of celebrity. So I'm trying to think who would be equivalent that would be famous in the late '90s and is no longer famous, but is big like Julia Roberts. Mm. Mm, you guys are be better at this than this I. This is hard. In the late '90s. Yeah, famous 90s. in the late nineties, but now like not no longer famous, but like definitely not. Uh, Courtney Cox. Well, Ooh. kind of a Courtney Cox, I but Courtney Cox never really did movies. I do like where your head is at. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a Demi Moore, maybe. Oh yes, Debbie. De- but she's older. I feel like I, I feel like I saw Demi Moore in something. Oh no, um, who was Stranger Things with her comeback? What's her name? Winona, Winona Ryder. Winona yeah, Ryder. Winona Ryder was, but but we wouldn't want her to have a sort of. Like no, she had no. a very like this is when she stopped being famous and it was when she was caught shoplifting. Shoplifting. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, okay. So Notting Hill. So they they get divorced. Why? Just because of regular reasons why people get married, or do you no no cause, because she's this monster through the first movie that he doesn't notice. You even have like flashbacks to the first movie of like <laughs> yeah. of like these things are now like recontextualized. Of yeah. like, not, not, uh, monster's a strong word, but like she, like she picks on him. Like she, like you're saying, like she fights that guy over. Like she knows that they're both going to be there at the same time and doesn't care about his feelings. I guess my question is, is like, I think that that could sustain in a relationship for, let's say like Hugh Grant's character is super infatuated with her and is really into this whole idea of her. You could mm-hmm. ignore that for at least, I'd say five, six years. Yeah. and, then, and then, But then when he stops ignoring it, it's like, maybe it's like the, Okay, maybe it starts from like he's in this miserable situation. He gets something happens. He gets the courage to leave her, mm-hmm. leaves her, and then it becomes this horrific event of her using this divorce as a way to get back in the and, spotlight. But like by doing so, slanders him, ruins his bookstore. You know, where, I don't know what the end is. Then where's their but, kid? Yeah, they have. A, they, they they only had one kid. I'm gonna say. And then, how old would the kid be now? Like seventeen. This movie's like ninety nine, I think, or maybe it's ninety eight. So then the kid would be in its twenties. Actually, what am I saying? Well, if we're saying, 
What? We make it like a period piece, like Uncut Gems. It's 2012. I'm not uh, lying. I would love it to be a period piece. I would actually like it to be in 2013. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I think that's when, like, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's marriage started to, like, dissolve. Like, 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, I think the ending would be that he goes back to Notting Hill. He hasn't lived in Notting Hill in forever. Mm. And he mm-hmm. goes back to Notting Hill because she's like destroyed his life so thoroughly and has embarrassed him. And he has to go back to working at that bookstore. And he has to get a roommate again. Because this movie is about him coming off a divorce. Oh. This movie, he he has that bookstore. Yeah. Okay, actually, you know what? They do explain how he can afford to live in Notting Hill. Because he, he, that's like... That was his apartment that he owned with his wife. His wife left, and now he's having problems paying the payment that the wife would pay. Ah. Uh, and and that's I do, a, I do that's like Richard him Curtis's going... real story, and the that's his real apartment. Like the front of it is his real facade of where Richard Curtis lived in Notting Hill, because Notting Hill wasn't always so bougie, but I think it was pretty bougie from like the eighties on. I do like the full circle-ness of him coming back. Yeah, and he comes back, and he has to work in the thing. What's just happened? Uh-oh. No, what's there? Hello? I'm here. We can hear you, but we, we was, can hear you. That was weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that idea of, like... Yeah, and then he Welcome comes back. Welcome to the Writer's Room podcast. We just come up with an idea, break it for half an hour. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Don't cut any of this out. <laughs> <laughs> But then, Sorry, you, guys, uh, you guys don't own the characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know. We also don't own my best friend's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to write that divorce. Can we pitch this to Richard Curtis? How do we do that? I Let's get him on the phone. I'm sure Richard Curtis would listen. I'm sure no one's pitching Richard Curtis anything these days. You know, I think that this would fucking work so well. Also, the entire time I was watching The Undoing, I kept saying Nicole Kidman is not bad. She's actually quite good in it. She's just mm-hmm. really miscast for me. And then I was like, you know who would be amazing in it was Julia Roberts. And I kept oh, saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and I also think like my best friend's wedding is exciting and I want to do that. But Cameron Diaz is retired and like yeah. Rupert Everett looks nuts from plastic surgery. <laughs> okay, I have an opinion about my best friend's wedding and that it's unwatchable. <gasps> because, <laughs> because, okay, I used to like it, but I got older and now when I watch it, I'm like, Julia Roberts is a terrible person. Yes. And yeah, I that's cannot. What <laughs> that's what we love about it. I cannot deal with her. Her. <laughs> I just can't. I. I... I love my best friend's wedding. And I didn't love it when I was a kid being like, oh, this is like plat romantic comedy stuff. But as an adult, I'm like I, it shares more in common with me to like, like uncut gems or like a Scorsese movie I where it's like just a monster. Die for my best friend's wedding. Cause it is one of the great villains of cinema. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's incredible. And she's 20, she's a 28 year old woman. It's perfect. Yes. It's yes. perfect. <laughs> Uh, that's the other thing of like in my like even watching it now I have to remind myself that like the character is 28 she's like, 28 like, like I, I think watching it I, I think of Julia Roberts as eternally 38 I don't know yeah, why I'd say um, even at her youngest she's 35 even to it, me yeah 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 but it's like no she's supposed to be like 28 in that movie which like oh, it's, oh, it's, I, I love and then also the uh, uh, how Cameron Diaz is like what like 20 
in it. Like she's supposed to be twenty one. Yeah, she's supposed to be like in her yeah. third year of university or something. Oh man, that's so good. They were all like Cameron Diaz is the only sweet summer child who isn't a monster in that movie. Yeah, especially yes. in the second in the second movie that we make. She's the yeah. hero, if you will. Um, <laughs> so Julia Roberts, the reason why she's back with Hugh Grant right now is because um, she t- did nude photos when she was like 20 and someone's released them and it's all over the place. And she's in London and the tabloids are bonkers. They're like nuts at this point. Also, the boot on her shirt I have in my room. Anyways, um, <laughs> so she comes to Hugh Grant for emotional support. She has not seen him in six months. And she's not like, like, I'm not saying she has to be like, let's have sex, but I'm just saying that it's asking a lot from him and he's not getting anything out of it than just like the mere, like her presence. Yeah. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) Yeah, no, like it's being, makes sense. It's selfish. She's, 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 yeah, yeah. But she's I not think, even using that, him for sex. She's using him for emotional support. And that is my, that is actually a woman's journey in a lot of relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even like, I think I, I will say is it plays to the character pretty strong of like, if we go back to like the Alec Baldwin thing and, and how she treats him through the beginning chunk of the movie of that, like he is this like non-person of like, she views him as not an actor, as not a person. The same way we as comedians who people who aren't funny. Um, and I mean, I hate to say that, but it's true. Not not in terms of like my life and my friends and my family, but in terms of like if I'm on a date with someone and they're not sincerely funny, I... Or goofy dad jokes. Then I'm yeah. like, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or no, but it's because nine times out of ten, every date that I go on with a non-comedian, the guy goes, oh, you're a comedian, and then we only talk about comedy the entire time. Which you love. Everyone loves to talk about comedy. I yeah, love talking really about good. comedy. Can't I get really enough like, of it. I, I really like specifically explaining what I do because they think I'm a stand-up. <laughs> Have you ever had a guy ask for your help of how to get started in comedy? <laughs> Randy, can I tell you the story of what just happened to me on him? <laughs> yes. I yes, please. I was speaking with this guy. He was very cute. He was Irish. We were flirting. I like Irish people. Um, we were going to meet up. And we're talking, talking, talking. And he goes, hey, if it's really cold when we meet up, you can probably come over. I have like a studio that we could properly socially distance because I have a podcast. And I said, oh, that's funny. I have a podcast, too. And he goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh no Uh-oh. and then Uh-oh. he's like you should come be on my podcast my podcast is about dating and then i was like mm. wait i'm sorry were you flirting with me or did you just want me as a podcast guest and he wrote well if you want to be on the podcast that would be great but like we can hang out too what yeah wow yeah. wait wait until you meet in person at least at least that is so weird. It, it is was... creepy when someone knows who you are. I mean, yeah. my question is, like, why not just message me through Instagram and say, hey, I like your podcast. I have a podcast. It's about dating. Give it a listen. Why do it through the dating app? Because men are 
uh, complicated. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened to you, uh, Randy? <laughs> um, I, okay. Sometimes. Okay, I get this thing where a guy knows who I am, so he'll never ask me what I do. So then I'm like spending the whole time being like, why hasn't he asked me what my job is or anything about? Mm. And it's just very strange. But also guys will message me and be like, hey, where's the open mics? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> ask a guy. Why do you have to ask me? <laughs> I Yeah, I had the last person that I dated. Uh, he broke up with me via text. And maybe a week before he was telling me that he had a friend that wanted to become an actor and could I could he give me uh, his um, contact or can I can he give my contact to him? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, because we were dating. And then he broke up with me on a text. And then literally like the next day, his friend messages me saying, hey, can we meet for a coffee or something like that? And then I was like. No, your friend broke up with me via text, so I'm gonna have to say no. And then, and then he uh, was so nice and wrote back to me and was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I totally understand. And good for you, of course. Like blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh, this guy's pretty nice. I should probably date this guy." <laughs> Just looking for a port in the storm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which app are you on? I'm on Tinder and Hinge. I, I I took away Bumble because I found that like it never went anywhere. But that was like two years ago. Mm. Yeah, I'm on oh, Bumble, and oh my god, this is what happened the other day. So this this guy was talking to me, and he was like, I he was asking me what I'm working on. And I was like, I'm working on a screenplay, like which is the worst thing to say to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even even if you're a professional screenwriter it looks bad yes. <laughs> and um so I, I he's like oh what's it about and i like wrote like a little thing like it's about this never messaged me back i was like this is my villain origin story and then yeah. <laughs> and then yesterday i messaged him uh, if you don't want me at my screenplay idea, then you don't deserve me at asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like that. You want to hear what happened to me? Alex, this this uh, podcast has just turned into this. You want to hear who, what happened to me yesterday? This is the text I got yesterday. Is it this one? I'm in a happy relationship. I live with my girlfriend. She put up that plant. Okay, I've been needing to ask you. <laughs> this is the message I got after texting with this guy for a while. I've been meaning to ask you, though, are you into shooting porn? And then I wrote, don't think I am. I'm in the union, you see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actual come get you. I'll get in trouble, like, if I do. Like... You know, I get it. It's hard. But men are, like, what I'm starting to, to discover, and by discover, I mean, like, it's something I've always known. But men with, when they think they're not being watched because it's through the guise of, like, an app, they think they're, like, they, they don't have any accountability. It's hideous. And it's like, I would never, ever speak to another human being, let alone someone that I potentially want to date 
in that way. And I guess it's sexism and I guess it's the patriarchy. And I just really need COVID to end because I no longer want to use these apps. And I promise to the Lord that I will ask people out in real life. I swear. Because <laughs> like the, the journey, man, I've gotten so many dick pics this year. I've never received one in my life. What? And they this sent year, you I've dick pics? So many. Well, because I'll get to the next stop. Stop. Like we'll be talking and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, we can exchange phone numbers. Uh, and that's a mistake. <laughs> you know what happened to me though? Okay, so I. It's very funny you're saying this as they kiss now. and like the music swells. <laughs> yeah, now they're in bed together. Hey, Granted, Julia Roberts are how you say making love while me and Randy recount <laughs> the times that men have been so like, I call it like, it's like it's not consensual like there's consent in like in actions and then there should also be consent in conversations what do you mean anyways like i just feel like if i'm having a normal conversation with you and then you want to bring up something sexual you should test the waters first oh yes because yes yeah okay a guy got mad I like at me being sexual too <laughs> anyways I, continue i literally had just started talking to this guy and he was like something about weed and i was like oh are you awake and baker and he was like yes and then he was like do you smoke weed and i was like yeah and then he said does does weed make you horny and then yeah. and then i literally just went wow that was fast and he got mad at me for yeah, making everything sexual do. they always do they always do. <laughs> they always get mad. It's really bad. Anyways, fun fact about this scene. I just, uh, these are my memories from being a child. Mm -hmm. I used to watch the Rosie O'Donnell show, greatest talk show of all time. Oh, yeah. Cutie patootie. Uh, oh, what a cutie patootie. <laughs> and Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts were on promoting this movie. And like, yeah. I don't think they got along or like they did, but Hugh Grant's like a dick, right? And yeah, they kept yeah. saying, like, at this part, like, is it uncomfortable doing um, love scenes or whatever? And Hugh Grant was like, well, it's uncomfortable because Julia Roberts's mouth is, like, so big. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> when I was kissing her, I thought I heard an echo. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> her mouth is really big. <laughs> it is large. It is the most of her face. I find Julie Roberts's face fascinating because she has a big everything. Like her mouth is big, her eyes are big, her for like her I, face is large. I bet you it's also like like her, like just her the size of her head is large, so it looks mm. normal on her. When you put it on other people, it looks like massive. That's apparently that's oh. like a cliche. Like um, that's like a celebrity thing. Celebrities have big heads. But, did but you I see also think. Oh, Sorry, no. did you see her kiss Alec Baldwin in that scene? His head was huge compared to hers. She had oh, like a yeah. pin-sized head. His head must be massive. Mm. His head is huge. But I, I, I'm going off of what Conan O'Brien says, but with his big giant Irish head and that Irish people have giant heads. And Alec Baldwin is Irish, so maybe that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> These, this is one of those songs like Bill Withers where we take it for granted that it's so good that you almost don't listen to it when you hear it because you've, you've heard it so many times. But when you really sit mm -hmm. and listen, you're like, it's an incredible song. <laughs> He's so talented. 
Man, they don't have the budgets to do shots like this anymore, huh? Not in a rom-com. But this movie, I think, made like $200 million. Yeah, but I'm sure the budget was relatively small for the time. I bet you I mean, it was big. I bet you it was like game. $60 million. A, Okay, you want to guess? I'm going to say 60 I think 30 You think 30 What do you think, Randy? Or you don't have to think at all. We're super nerds. <laughs> 50 You're like, 50. I don't know the budgets of any movie. You think 50 Okay, I say 60 You just split the difference between me and <laughs> Forty-two million. Our favorite favorite budget. Favorite budget, and how much money did it make? It it was buckets of money. It was like one billion dollars. I mean, it it it's defined an area of London. <laughs> I mean, is it forty-two million dollars and twenty million of that went to? Julia Roberts because holy fuck it it made $364 million and it won a BAFTA okay when I hear like money amounts I like they don't mean anything to me because I don't know like like when someone's like this made this much of the box office I'm like I don't know what that means I <laughs> well for a romantic comedy like a romantic comedy has not made that probably since Notting Hill what? No, I'm sure like like Twilight technically counts. No, it's not a rom com. It's a rom. It's a rom sure. drama. Didn't didn't Love Actually come out after this too? Let's see how much Love Actually made. Love Actually definitely put more money into this. Okay, I saw this. Love Actually's budget. Hold on, let me let me double check. I think Love, was... Love Actually definitely had a bigger budget, but I think it also like turned more money. I bet you. Um, trying to think what, Julie what Roberts a... took a pay cut. She must have. Love Actually was made for. 45 million really yeah that's actually i think everyone took a pay cut so that is so much spaghetti (laughs) well he's (laughs) love actually that is just a lot of spaghetti and they they are not dishing it out it's just still in front of them love actually made less they made 248.5 million now that's still incredible for a christmas movie and a romantic comedy like that we don't get we, we don't have that. With anymore. a 9-11 opener. It's a 9-11 Christmas romantic comedy. It really is. It's because baby boomers liked rom-coms and millennials killed the rom-com. What can I say? I feel like we made I it smaller like... scale, you know? Well, no, the yeah. industry killed the rom-com, I think, because the industry discovered things like Twilight. They're like, wait, we can just have something that already has a fan base, and then the Marvel movies happen, and then kablow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Hugh Grant yeah, looks yeah. foxy. Yeah. Sorry, mm. continue. I was going to say, what, what, sweaters. what was like the last rom-com that came out? In theaters? Yeah. Or, oh, There's, there's still, there's there's always like a rom-com like every couple of months. Like, they're just, they're just so low budget and so low. Well, just like a, it's like a niche thing now instead of like a. Now I'm interested in like which rom-com made, was successful in 2019. I don't think any were successful. Last Christmas. Oh, that was that. I did not finish that. <laughs> oh, I went to go see it in theaters, and it was me and my friend, and we got hammered, and we we were the only two people in the movie theater. It was so much fun, and I would film it and we put it on my it, Instagram stories. Still recording. This is now this. Okay, so we did say that. In the garden was the best scene. And I think it is. But the I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy scene is very good. And it's also like 
much longer than you think it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny how there used to be like all those famous like rom-com quotes. Like we don't have them anymore for modern day. Yeah. Like um, you had me at hello. <laughs> yeah, we're just like having a boom box outside. I mean, you had me at hello. Like, like fucking um, Jerry Maguire is a remarkably written romantic comedy. It's like, quote, quote, quote. Cuba Gooding Jr. says like t- t- half of them. <laughs> Oh, he's so cute, though. We were also while you were gone, we were talking about the romantic comedies that could have been, and okay, or, no, not romantic comedies could have been the romantic comedies, the most recent ones. I was saying, "Call It by Your Name" is maybe one of the most recent famous romantic comedies. But it's not a comedy, Alex. Uh, these are rom drums. Romantic romantic comedies funny? aren't you think funny Call Me by either. Your name's a funny movie. Romantic fun, romantic yes, comedies aren't funny I... either. <laughs> there is a case to be made that yes, romantic comedies are not ha ha funny. But Notting Gill is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Alex. You're a comedian. You have better taste than that. I think Notting Gill's funny. I think like something like You've Got Mail, not funny. Sleepless in Seattle, not funny. Yeah. Uh, Love Actually, funny. Also, rapey. Oh, what? (laughs) Love Actually is a movie based... So Love Actually is a movie based uh, fully on um, someone being in a in a position of power and taking advantage of it. <laughs> Which one? Which one? The Colin like Firth? Like the Prime Minister is like, yeah. Oh, oh actually, yes, so Colin many. Firth. Colin, Colin Firth, Firth? Was his, with the woman who takes care of his house. Colin Firth, the woman who takes care of his house, who does not speak English. Uh, Hugh Grant, he's the Prime Minister with probably someone who has the lowest job. Um, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Grant really, like literally does a Bill Clinton, and they're like romance. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think I think Richard Curtis is a Bill Clinton apologist. <laughs> There's also that weird guy who wants to go to America because the women there are easy. Or <laughs> oh yeah, the loose American women. Yeah. Um. my question to all of this is like I'm if I was Hugh Grant like we all think that we would say no to the person but like would we would we yeah would I say no to a Hugh Grant type really hurt the reason you accept him saying yes is like it narratively makes sense but like in real life I'd be really hurt if that happened Mm -hmm. Right, and he said, and and he did overhear her talk. Shit. Like, um, imagine, imagine you were dating someone and you overheard, and like, there was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, they're nobody. And like, you overheard that, and you were like, I'm just, they're nobody. It's like, just a pathetic dude who follows me around. Like, it'd be like, right. Like, like, that (laughs) would really hurt. I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, you're right, I guess. Imagine, 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 not even dating. Imagine I just did that to you. Imagine you just heard me on another podcast, like, earnestly be like, yeah, I don't like, like, Vitae is just kind of there. Like, I don't, like, you'd be wow. so mad. You'd be so mad. Actually, wow. you're, you're different than Hugh Grant. You'd find me. You'd come to my house wow. and, like, ruin See, that's me. why I mean that Hugh Grant's a pansy. L- yeah. Like, why are you leaving? Oh, I'd wait. 
<laughs> I would wait there. <laughs> and I'd be like, I fucking heard you. And yeah. then they would somehow manipulate me. And then, and that's why I would get stuck in the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just got to get a different pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it cool. I wouldn't leave, which is kind of like the right thing to do. You should leave. You shouldn't, there's no point in having it out because Who the person's not going to yeah. change and blah, blah, blah. Because what will happen is I'll have it out. And then, and then they'll talk some good talk. And here we are two years later <laughs> on again, off again. <laughs> Hugh yeah. Grant just <laughs> destroying me. You've described like an, a real relationship of yours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the villain of the podcast. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. Wait, let's bring the villain back because this actually reminds me of once Greg told me. He was in the touring company with Second Who's City. Greg? I don't care. I'm saying all names. <laughs> Who's Greg? The villain of the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> an ex, an ex boyfriend that I had, that traumatized me greatly. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a lot of material from him. He told me he's in the touring company with Second City. He says to me, he says, "It's blah blah blah's last night. We're gonna party after." And I said, "Oh, I also have been in the touring company." I said, oh, cool. Maybe I'll meet up with you. And he said, no, it's just for Turco. And I went, that doesn't make sense as someone who's also been in touring company. But I went, you know what? I don't want to be anywhere that someone doesn't want me. Fine. I wake up in the morning. This is like right around the time that Instagram stories were just created. Mm -hmm. And I'm like looking at them as if they were a novel thing. And I see another one of my friend who's in the touring company taking a video of him singing karaoke with someone who is not in the touring company because it's a fucking party and anyone could come. Wow. Anyways, went over to his house, really let him have it. We still dated for another year and a half. <laughs> what? And then that that's maybe, that's no, that's maybe the least transgressive act that occurred in that relationship. <laughs> well, I'm not proud of myself. 28, what is it? Yeah, 28 to 30, wild days. Wild <laughs> days. Don't you find that, like, Instagram... I know you were thinking... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, I know you're thinking that sounds too old. But anyways, continue, Randy. I was going to say, don't, like, I miss, like, when you would find out you weren't invited to something, like, slowly, through clues from conversations with other people, not just from looking at your yeah. social media being like, Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just so immediate. Our brains have not evolved. <laughs> Our brains have not evolved to receiving that kind of information immediately. Mm -hmm. Like there's just, and that's why, that's why millennials aren't having sex. <laughs> also quick, quick, quick interjection about the movie of you're right. That scene is fucking long. It is long. Isn't it longer than you think it's going to be? And he oh says, I really like the line. So she says, I'm just a girl asking a boy blah 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 and then he says something about like my inexperienced heart and i just think like that's a real that's yeah i like how he said that mm. <laughs> anyway she gave him a real fucking shazan yeah shazan the art um i mean never get back with her sell that fucking arm okay oh and then we get to see their full love life occur and she wears like a fucking tiara at her wedding like some kind of freak mm, that i actually don't oh. mind a tiara you know like 
Like, I think that gloves, like long gloves, are good. Mm -hmm. Opera length? Yes. Yeah, I like an opera length glove. It's very beautiful when done, like, properly, but also, like, it must be weird to wear gloves all night. Like, being inside. I am, sorry, that's the all the wedding? Like, this movie had a massive, they just don't give movies this kind of budget anymore. That was a montage of a wedding with, like, 150 extras in it, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll get the whole wedding set, all the extras, a day's I mean, worth at- of filming for for what is ultimately one minute of script that is just a montage of, like, they got married. Like, yeah, oh atmosphere. Atmosphere. Yeah, it's better. I like it more than, than the other. I'm just saying that, like, just don't do Just someone, some line producer is like, no. And then you just get, like, one shot of them leaving a chapel, and then they cut to the next thing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a gross use of money if you think about it. <laughs> but, if you think- but maybe he didn't think that. Maybe this movie's eight hours long, the director's cut. Mm. Oh, the ending makes me cry. <laughs> but I also love this Elvis Costello song, like, so much. Have you heard the French version? It's Charles Aznavour. <laughs> I said his name stupid. <laughs> So yeah, that's the bench that I could see, but I couldn't oh. get at when I was trying to break into the park. Oh, and now the best song is going to play. The song written for the movie by Shania Twain, You Got Away. What is it? <laughs> for s- yeah. You got oh. away. For some reason, I was thinking me. of Faith Hill's um, Kiss. This oh my God. Year. Yeah, the one, know. oh, kiss. I thought you were the one from Con Air, which is also really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Randy, we did it. Yay. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Uh, it was fun. I, I hadn't <laughs> met you before. <laughs> it's true. And now you really know me. Alex is still a mystery. Yeah. Well, kind of. always been (laughs) randy do you have something you want to promote Uh, i'll put a link in the in the thing yeah i have a album out it's called bad baby uh it's on streaming on all platforms you can buy it on the comedy here often website and i have a podcast that i uh co-host with my boy bobby warner it's called So You Ruin the Party Again. And you can find uh, it everywhere and follow us on Instagram. Hold on. Randy. What? You host a podcast with a friend that's a boy too, but not a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> it, it is. It, I will say it is wild halfway through when I realized that uh, you two have so much overlap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because maybe maybe the way that all comedy boys are similar, maybe all comedy girls are the same. I don't know. That's possible. Uh, Bobby also has no, a it's girlfriend. No, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, men tend to have girlfriends, yet no girls I know have boyfriends. What is that about? Anyways. Um... It's because men like really boring women, so that's why female comedians just don't. Why you got to sh- on Mollison now. <laughs> it is not about her. Yeah, this is a it is about every other woman. <laughs> no, it's she not about the women. More interesting than I am. 
It's not about the women. It's about the men that choose them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fuck, man. <laughs> Anyways, long story short is, I guess I just had a tough week on Tinder, and so I'm bitterer than usual. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Should I shoot porn? <sighs> the possibilities. Anyways, Brandy, it's been... <laughs> I mean, when's the last time you worked in the pandemic? This is good to get in front of the camera whenever you can. It's true. It's true. I'm sure everyone will be lining up to see that. Um, so thank you so much for bringing Naughty Kill into our life. I was, I would have made Alex watch it regardless. So I'm happy that we got to, to do, watch it with you. It's, and uh, it's one of the inevitabilities, death, taxes, I have to watch Notting Hill. It's just like if Hugh Grant listens to this podcast, <laughs> hey, ba- baby boy. Hey, Hugh Grant. I'm easy. I do porn. Okay. Uh, do we have Do we have anything else we want to say? I don't think so. I think we did it. Yeah. I, I'll reiterate that I wish Hugh Grant made at least 35 movies in his romantic comedy prime because that would have really helped me during the last eight months because I can't just keep watching Notting Hill, Love Actually, Bridget Jones, and Four Weddings and a Funeral. Is he in something else? Oh, I'm mixing up. I thought it was in the holidays. Not in the holidays. Paddington too. Let's um, <laughs> all watch again and again. Fucking snubbed. Fucking snubbed. snubbed. <laughs> Anyways, okay, guys, a pleasure. Yes, yeah. thanks for having me. Yes. I'm gonna stop recording. Yeah, let's stop recording. Okay.